Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your healthy radio addiction starts now. Hollywood's motorcycle madhouse on iHeart Radio. And welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse. We have a special guest today, BB. He is one of our own listeners over on the YouTube channel. And uh, today we're going to cover a range of topics. He actually contacted me regarding BACA and some other issues. And it's time to get in there, conversation, get a debate going. And uh, hopefully you guys in the audience do too. Don't forget Sundays. 9 o'clock in the morning, take us with you on your ride cross country or down to the local bar or if you just want to bang a nice honey, take us with you on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. We are on Spotify, iTunes, and all major platforms as well as a bunch of video ones, so come and join us. What's up, BB? How you doing, my man? Hey. How you doing there, Hollywood? I'm doing pretty good. All right, man. Hey, what, uh, how long you been listening? Uh, actually, I kind of, I came, came across you on, uh, YouTube, uh, about four or five months ago. I was just doing some research on, uh, the proper protocol of, uh, getting a patch. Oh, rock on. So, I was, so I, I, I've been in, uh, the whole biker world for, for a while. I mean, since I was a kid, never really around, uh, actual MCs and stuff like that. So I didn't really know. So I figured I'd start doing a little research. So that's kind of how I came across you. I've been, I've been listening to your videos and everything like that for pretty much ever since then. So. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, man. And appreciate having you on the show. It's actually nice getting the listeners on the show instead of, you know, all those other ones that we uh, interview a lot of times. You know, there's much more, uh, you know, camaraderie when we bring you guys on uh, for the show. And I really enjoy it. Uh, so are you a patch member now? I'm gonna, no, there's a, another whole story to that, but we'll work on that later. Uh, I am with a not-for-profit that does stuff with uh, veterans. Um, awesome. And, uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm a Marine from uh, 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines. Uh, I'm also a firefighter and uh, EMT. So. Oh, you guys already know I love firefighters, man. You know what? You guys, I call you my guardian angels because, you know, I had this seizure problem and stuff. And every time I went down, 
My boys and girls were right here at the door for me. So firefighters are gold in my book. Uh, why they're running in, you know, why we're running out, they're running in. And they are some of the most bravest, hardworking people that I know. Firefighters, much love to them. You got that right, Hollywood. And you know, guys are running into burning buildings, and these guys, you know, the, these guys are just right after them. So, you know. I got mad respect for, you know, anyone who's a smoke eater out there or veteran or EMT. Rock and roll, man. That is just some awesome stuff. Uh, so we first want to thank you for your service and stuff in uh, the Marine Corps. My older brother was a Marine and uh, during the 80s, uh, so a long time ago, but uh, our servicemen and women are the, you know, <laughs> platinum. If, you know, our firefighters are gold, they are platinum. And, you know, you are just, you're working it, man. You served our country. Now you're serving the community. Yep. Uh, I come from the Iraq War. So, you know, we got that, you know, our backbone. I'm from, you know, like I said, 3rd Battalion, 1st Marines. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I got that brotherhood from those guys. Love, I love my Marines. You know, I love all guys. Uh, one of my best friends is actually an Army Ranger. I know we pick and make fun of now, each other. Now, don't lie. Things. Don't lie. You don't like squids. <laughs> <do>. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, you got Zoom, you know, the Air Force and stuff like that. And uh, the Army, we call them bullet sponges. And right. us Marines, you know, we're jarheads and stuff like that. You know, we all make fun of each other. Uh, and then you got the, you know, Coast Guard, the red-headed stepchildren. Right. Well, in the end, man, you guys oh. band together and you defend this country like it is no other, man. You are the, we got the best military in the world, I believe. Oh, yeah, I love them. And, you know, I, I got to give, uh, give uh, you know, uh, props out to, uh, you know, Tombstone and Black Dragon, Judge. If I'm missing anybody else, I got to apologize. I, I haven't been around that long and still learning everybody's names and stuff. Right. But uh, those are the guys who actually, you know, blazed the path for us guys to follow. Well, you know, like, you know Judge was on last week, man. He was in a hardcore era, man. That was the Vietnam era. I cannot imagine what them guys went through back then. Uh, then you got BD. He was uh, Navy, I believe. And uh, you got Tombstone. Uh he uh, is also in the service, so we got some real good freaking guys out there. And uh, you know what? You guys, it's just, you can't say enough for you guys uh, what you do and all that stuff. I was actually on uh, the Internet today uh, on the social media stuff, and there was a debate going about the, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance and stuff. And, you, you know, you got your snotty leftist socialists, as I call them, uh, out there saying, oh, it's like a cult if you want to pledge uh, to the flag and stuff. And I'm sitting there like, go tell somebody who's fought for that flag, you pieces of, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you better scream it real loud because the uh, boys in Arlington uh, can't hear you. Exactly, man. You know, all the boys in Arlington and all over the, you know, the country, uh, Wow. It's just, wow. I just don't understand people who's never served. You know, I get it. You guys went and fought for us for that right, but to abuse that right, uh, it just makes me sick. I'm, I'm a firm believer of the First Amendment, okay? Good or bad, guys have died defending it. So mm -hmm. if you want to pop off and say, hey, I hate this country, I hate the plague, hey, God bless. Right. All right? If that's what you got to do to make yourself seem tougher, seem better, you hate this country, go ahead. I don't care. I love my flag, I love my country, and I love my servicemen. Mm -hmm. I do what I can. I'll, 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 I'll give you the shirt off my back if I can do it. 
I have no problem with that. Even if for somebody who I can't stand. Right. It's just the American way. It's how I was, how I was raised and how I was taught to treat other people. See, that's the difference between those that served and those that didn't. Those that served, they know what this country's about. And you know what? They fought, they believed in it, even though that you got idiots out there talking that smack. But that's a big difference. You guys are just, you know, again, you guys make this country what it is. You know, sometimes I say, hey, why don't you, one of you leftists, go out over to uh, Iran or North Korea, see how they treat you over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's countries where if you're gay, they'll stone you to death. Right. And, you know, their human rights are just god-awful. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that Sierra law? Sierra law? What I I don't know. Sierra? Yeah. Yeah. Where they can just beat their wives because it's Tuesday. Right. (laughs) You know, that's, that's ridiculous. Right. And, you know, you were, you know, you were over in Iraq and I don't want to get into particulars of that war and stuff like that. Me, I support our troops wherever the hell they go because they're taking the bullets. Uh, I don't get into the politics and I don't like getting into, uh, you know, the events that happened during the war. That's for, uh, you know, our soldiers to talk between themselves because they were there and they knew what happened. And those of us that weren't there just need to shut up. Uh, but anyway, uh, what do you consider the difference between, you know, you got to hear Judge on uh, the radio, and I seen you popping up on there. Uh, I believe you were a sniper and stuff. What do you think uh, the difference between the Iraq and uh, the Vietnam veteran is? I have to say it's cell phones and GoPro cameras. <laughs> That's a big difference. All right, okay, that war follows you. All right, you can look up on YouTube right now, and you can find stuff from, uh, uh, I'll give you a history lesson. Go up and look on uh, Battle of Fallujah, the second battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phantom Fury, look up the Hell House. Those are some hardcore Marines right there. Those are the guys you need to respect. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing is, is that footage follows you, kind of like social media. I know I've, I've, read, I've actually listened to one of your stories where you said that for bullying with kids, you know. When we went home when I was a kid, I didn't have to deal with that no more. People were, you know, picking on me and stuff like that. I didn't have to deal with that when I got home. Nowadays, you got Snapchat, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got, you know, what's up at, you got all this other stuff. So you can't get away from it. No, I really feel and sorry a lot for the kids. I really do. Yeah, no doubt. I got two of them myself. So well, what I really feel me. sorry for is back in our day, you know, I don't know how old you are. You know, I grew up uh, during the late 70s and 80s, man. You know, if there was somebody messing with you, you knocked the hell out of them, and that was the end of it. But now you knock the hell out of somebody, <laughs> you're going to jail. You know, 10 years old, going to oh, jail. Yeah. What the hell is that teaching? Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no doubt, man. I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm damn near 40. I'm rolling up on that. So a little bit younger than you, but I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And back in our day when uh, you guys had a disagreement, you know, you go behind the flies or over by the bike rack, you beat the crap out of each other a little bit, shake hands, and then you walk away. Right. There wasn't no popping off of guns or calling cops or any of the other stuff. You, you were men, you know, and you took care of the man way. Mm, exactly. Now, you brought up... Uh... You know, let's uh, swing back around uh, to uh, the difference between Iraq and Vietnam. And I'm not talking about the wars. I'm talking about the air. How, you know, the VA really treated the Vietnam uh, vets real unacceptable. Uh, 
you know, because they called it a police action. They didn't get some of the benefits that they were supposed to get. And I was just wondering, uh, as an Iraq veteran, how you think of that. Um, well, first off, the homecoming we got was far better than what they got in Vietnam. Okay. It basically, we resorted back to World War II. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those guys got a very nice homecoming. Uh, the Vietnam vets, uh, like what Judge said, they had to change out of their uniform. And that's kind of a big deal because you're proud of that uniform and you got your ribbons, you know, you get your bronze stars and stuff like that. And you, you want to strut them around. It's kind of like wearing a patch in a club, you know? Right. You're, you're proud of that. And to have somebody come and tell you, hey, you got to take that off because, you know, someone's going to be offended by that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And. So, I mean, my, my hands out to any, you know, Vietnam veteran, regardless if you were, you know, ironing clothes or, you know, in the jungle, it doesn't really matter because all of us got to do our job. But anyways, uh, for the VA, uh, it's better. Let's just say that. Uh, gotten a little bit better. I mean, I started the, the VA process back in, like, 2006, and... So that puts me, you know, almost 14 years into that program, and it's, it has gotten better, uh, but it's still basically Russian roulette. Mm-hmm. You never know what you're going to get until you get there. Now, if you have an appointment to get in, you know, it's not quite as painful unless there's an emergency, but it's, you've got to do a lot of traveling. Like, I, uh, I'm from Wisconsin, so I deal with uh, mostly Madison because that's the area I live in. Right, but I hear over Milwaukee. Over Milwaukee, terrible. Well, they're over flooded. They got too many veterans, not enough funding. Doctors are constantly changing. So I tend not to use the VA unless I absolutely have to. And so I'll go to my normal doctor because they know who I am. They know what I'm about. They can check my history, and I see the same guy every single time. Mm. Now, as a vet, that you know, one thing I don't understand, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, you know, I was just thinking about it the other day. Why don't our vets still get access to base health care? Because I know on the bases that was you know the top of the line stuff. Um. Well, yeah, you're correct. Uh, it depends on what base you're on, though, too. Because if it's a small, little, tiny guy, you know, like Fort McCoy here in Wisconsin, you're not going to get very far. But if you're in California over Camp Pendleton, you know, you got Balboa, you got all those other hospitals, which is awesome. Well, near us, let's but, feel, you know, I know you're not a, you know, Navy, but Great Lakes, I heard they got a beautiful program at that for uh, oh, servicemen. I'll tell you what, the Navy, <laughs> they're, 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 they're rocking it, man. I love those guys, uh, especially their chow. If you're eating Marine Corps child, you know damn well you want to go to a Navy base to get food because at least they know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as for the hospitals, I, I love the hospitals, um, but they have their they have their faults too. Uh, actually, I had a brother who ended up injuring his big toe, and uh, not not only did they operate on the wrong toe, but they operated on the wrong foot, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, stuff like that does happen, you know. Right. And uh, we, I mean, we can laugh. We can laugh about it now, but back then, I mean, we weren't too happy about that kind of stuff. Because I mean, he was my corporal. We needed uh, him, you know. He was part of our fire team, so he was probably I mean, pissed. Yeah, I could. I could <laughs> oh, he was mad as hell. So the second time we went to go fix it, we took permanent marker. We marked the hell out of it. Not this leg, dummy. Stay away from here. <laughs> big arrows pointing from every direction. <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, do you feel that uh, a lot of uh, vets, and I'm not talking about a particular war or anything, but do you think it still holds true that a lot of vets, after they get out and they're into the biker lifestyle, they like motorcycling or motorcyclism, as uh, Good Time Charlie says, uh, they really are looking to reconnect with what they had in the Corps or in the Navy or in the Army? Oh, I can tell you right now, um, I've been riding bikes for a long time. Uh, I started out when I was a little kid, but when I rotated out and I got into the back in the real world, bikers are some of the most generous, gracious people I have ever met in my life. I have never seen a more standard group of people who take care of each other. Now, there's a few bad apples out there. We all got them. Even the veterans, we, we got guys who are punks. But transitioning from the military aspect and going to like a club because i've been listening to you for a while and i, I listened to a lot of your videos actually i've been through most of them and i can tell you right now transitioning to a club for me would be quite easy mm-hmm. just because of the structure and how they have things all set up because it, it came from vets right for the most part so mm-hmm. i mean they believe a good path for us to all follow and for veterans it is so easy to slide into that right now me myself i couldn't i don't think i could handle prospecting just my personal opinion, having a 25-year-old patch member like, Prospect will get me a beer and be like, you got legs, use them. Right. <laughs> just, it's a little just, different. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, a uh, 40-year-old man being told by a 20-year-old kid to go do something, yeah, kick your rocks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's why I stay independent now. It's like, you know, I have more fun as independent than I did in the clubs. Uh, I do respect uh, the club rights and stuff. I, you know, I talk about the protocol all the time i talk about defending their rights all the time but independence just away from me but you know i do love a bait like hell and uh, i think they do a lot of good work and i love the veterans clubs of course uh we just had one i was actually making some jokes the other day when we put that up i was like not even a one percenter club's gonna screw with these guys they're all made of ex-special forces navy seals i was like yeah go try that one <laughs> Oh yeah, those special the special forces clubs. Oh yeah, I love those guys. Uh, the the leathernecks, you know, the combat veterans groups, the Vietnam veteran groups. You know, those guys are all great guys. It's, they're fun to hang around. Those old, especially the Vietnam guys, because they're spinning out too. Especially uh, my grandfather actually served in Korea for four years. Oh wow! So, the Forgotten a, War. And he was a Marine, right? Yeah. For well, I guess that was another police action too. If you wanted to count it like that, so right. But you know, it's it's, it's we're losing. Okay, if you if you meet a, a World War II veteran, I, I've had the pleasure of meeting them at the VA. Check your hand. They're cool guys. A lot of times you can sit down with them and they'll they'll tell you what they did. Uh, I met a guy who was actually in Normandy Beach. He was one of the first waves that came in. Oh, I sat there and talked to the guy for an hour. You know what? I I cannot imagine what them World War II vets went through during that war. That war was horrendous. Uh, Oh, my God, was that a war. Uh, Because I'm real interested. Well, everybody knows I'm a history buff. And World War II is one of those that I really focus on. Uh, You know, even my daughter in college, she did some undergraduate studies. And World War II, the stuff them men went through, holy shit. Yeah, you ain't lying about that. Um, it's it, it that was you know the war of all wars, mm. you know, and a lot of these guys. I mean, it, it was kind of like uh, September 11th, I guess you can, because I was I was in the military when that happened. It's kind of the same boat, you mm. know. You had uh, Pearl Harbor, right? 
Right. As soon as that popped off, man, the recruiter stations just boomed. They had thousands of millions of people ready to go. Mm-hmm. The patriotism just skyrocketed. Same thing happened after September 11th. So, you know, I guess the true history repeats itself. Oh, it did. And, uh, you know, September 11th, man, I remember that day oh, like it was yesterday. I was actually, I used to manage uh, a couple auto parts stores, and it was just horrendous. You know, you everybody was stuck right where, you know, listening to the radios going off. Then you look up in the sky, there wasn't any planes. And, yeah, I can just imagine what they were feeling back at Pearl Harbor. Because, uh, you know, I, the one of the angles I always look at when it comes to World War II is the technology. They didn't have any of it. And, you know, they were oh, just, yeah. you know, they got to rifles and they went out and shot it out. Yeah, if you actually saw the video footage of it, it's like, oh, my God, dude, can you hold the camera still for three seconds? Like, see what's going on. You know? it's like, like, wow, it's those old Super 8s, I guess, the, the, the old school, you know. Oh, the old school wow. ones, yeah. Uh, you, know, the, you know, then I look at the different theaters of World War II, and I have to say the Pacific for the Marine Corps was the hardest of them. I, that's just my, you know, just by looking at, the, you know, the island jumping they had to do and the jungles, and they fought a vicious enemy <laughs> oh well i mean all of them fought i mean the guys that are fighting over in germany that it, the, if you have bullets whizzing by you you don't really give a damn what part of land you're on mm-hmm. it's it's hard regardless i mean the army the marines the navy air force all of us fight together i mean i'm not going to sit here and single out of, of one of them they deserve that right right you know? Well, you know what? Another another thing about the Pacific that I, uh, you know, I like studying is the damn battleships. Now, those were, those were works arts, man. You had the Missouri and all that. They don't have them kind of ships anymore. They're all technological now, but the, the, just the guns on them ships. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the first time I was on an aircraft carrier, I was like, look at this shit, it's a floating city. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, holy crap, this thing is huge. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you launch planes off this thing? I was like, seriously? And then and you go you go over these like 40, 50 foot waves, and it's like it's like a speed bump to them. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's flying fortresses, you know, it's kind of, you know, it, it was, it's amazing, the, the technology of what they've done nowadays. Mm-hmm. Could you, you know, and, uh, you know, I like, because uh, they, there's this one video on YouTube where they compare all the ships and, you know, aircraft carriers weren't that big back in World War II, but now, like you said, they're floating cities, they need mares. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you could actually be on that ship for six months and not even meet everybody. You, you, I just, bet you got lost a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like six to 8,000 people they can put up on those things nowadays. Holy cow, man. And, that's, uh, and I, I actually got stuck on a flight deck just below it, and I had to hear that catapult going off all the time. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in this. Okay, I was in San Diego for boot camp. Okay, so I'm here in San Diego. Now, the airport is a stone throw away from that base. So I got used to hearing jets take off every 15 minutes. But I could not get used to that damn catapult. I don't care what I tried. I ended up uh, taking a pair of uh, headphones from on the flight deck and brought them down below and then stuffed earplugs and whatever else I could in there just so I could get a damn good night. It was ridiculous. <laughs> what carry were you on? Uh, let's see here. I was on, uh, I was on the WASP and uh, on the USS Kitty Hawk. And uh, I'm trying to remember what else. 
a couple other different ones. But uh, we, we did a lot of bouncing around and stuff like that. So Well, there, you know, the Navy's your ride to your destination, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just can't. And like you said, all those big waves. I you, Did you get seasick? I don't think you got seasick on a carrier, did you? No, not typically. Uh, if When you're on the smaller ones, smaller ships and stuff like that. No, I really didn't do much time on boats. Uh, we went out on a West Pack, and that was pretty much my little spiel on it. I really didn't do that. Most of my stuff was traveling by air, by commercial air. Right. Which sucks. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You just sat in coach for 16 hours, believe me, you know it sucks. Right. Um, uh, it, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time in the Navy. Black Dragon would probably be a good person to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really didn't experience much on the open water. Most of my stuff... Uh, I did like the little three day tours and stuff like that where you went up on there and we did post guards mm-hmm. uh, for travelers and for visitors, you know, tourists to come out and see like the USS Wisconsin and stuff like that, you know. So I really didn't spend much time actually on the water. Right. Well, where, you know, I think where I'm getting that is uh, America's might is huge for those people that don't know. And there's a reason why we're the best in the world, I think. Just look at one of our carriers and our destroyers or subs. <laughs> yeah, the A110 or the A10 Warthog. Mm. You ever seen the power of that plane? Man, I think it decimated all. Of, what do they call it? The tank busters, something like yeah, that. Yeah, tank. Or if you ever seen? Uh, yeah, have you ever seen a triple seven? Uh, I, I just know by that name. It's an artillery gun. It's kind of like a howitzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what. They could shoot off ten rounds, and all of them could hit that same spot at the same time. Oh, rock on. Because they arc, they arc one round way up in the air, and then they drop the barrel, drop the barrel, drop the barrel, drop the barrel. I'll tell you, the first time I saw that, <laughs> man, I do not want to be on the receiving end of that thing. Right. Now, you know, uh, <laughs> switching paths, uh, you uh, wrote in about BACA, and, you know, I and it was a good, uh, it was a great point, if you ask me, if you want to tell the audience about BACA a little bit and what your concern was. Okay, now I gotta I gotta throw a little backstory out there about this. Um, I came up in a pretty rough childhood, so from like when I was six till I was like thirteen, man, I got my ass kicked more than prize fighters. You know, it was terrible. You lose the remote, get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You know, eat the last donut, get your ass kicked. You know, it was nonstop. And I had people who came up to me and told me, "Hey, we're gonna protect you. We're gonna help you out. We're not gonna let this happen to you again." Mm-hmm. And then I, I end up doing something stupid, or I get busted doing something, or like I said, it's Tuesday and it's time for an ass whooping. And they stood there and they looked at me dumb. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. Now, eventually, this, this person ended up going to prison. Okay, so I want everyone to relax. And uh, just to let everybody know, I will be on the chat. So if you guys got questions, fire them away. I'm a big boy, I can take it. Mm-hmm. So. But if you do trolls, bring it on. All right, let's go. But anywho, um, <laughs> I deal with I got to throw that out there nowadays, brother. I deal with them all the time. You should see my hate mail. It makes me popular. Go I, ahead. I, <laughs> I, I have no doubt. But as my first sergeant used to say, if you're not pissing off people, you're not a good American. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I piss on some Wheaties, let me tell you. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I saw a thing on, I believe it was Instagram. You guys can go look it up. I don't know if you want to put it up or whatever. But it was on WGN, and they're talking about uh, BACA. Now, don't get me wrong, great organization. I love what they do. I, I have mad respect for most of these people. Actually, for, for all of them. You know, I'll just say it right out. I, I got respect for these guys. But it was a comment that one of these guys put up there that kind of struck a nerve. 
there was a guy that was on there that said something about uh, when 40 bikes roll up and they see our leathers and they see our bikes, they know we're, you know, big and strong or scary. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, man. It's not about the image. It's about protecting the kids. I'm right. like, don't sit on here and TV and start doing all that other stuff. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get a hold of these guys. So I got a hold of somebody, try to find out, you know, try to talk to them. And uh, that turned out to be a, a nightmare because I didn't get a, I still haven't gotten an email back. Uh, I ended up having to call them, but that's a whole other story. Another nightmare. But I ended up talking to a member. Yeah, I ended up talking to a member, and I asked them, and I was like, okay, so how do I get involved in this? And they're like, well, you got to go through this process, this process, and then we do a federal background check. I have a little bit of a shady history, nothing too extreme, but, you know, I was a dumb kid. You know, right. things happen. I'm, I'm not clean and clear. Most of the people I hang out with are pretty much in the same boat. It happens, right. especially with my shady childhood. But anyway, and I was like, okay, so federal background check. Okay, so you're big and scary, but then you want to be, as a, a term you use, a law-abiding biker. Mm-hmm. Big and scary, law-abiding biker. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I, I don't know how you can be both. I mean, what are these? Are you guys steer down the path of you know Chris Cox or Ryan Erlacher. Right, right. You know, you're you're you're, you're pushing. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love these guys. I think they're doing great. But you're going to have to pick a side of the fence. Exactly. Okay? Well, and, you know what? You're actually touching on something because I've been asked a lot. Uh, since I cover them. Well, why ain't you a part of back? I was like, dude, you know what? Because me, when it comes to kids, you screw a kid up. Uh-uh. Ain't happening. I'm taking you behind a shed and beating the piss out of you. You know, screw the law enforcement. Screw the cops. You know, and if you do something really bad, we're going to bury you out in the river. You know, so me, I wouldn't fit in the back of just putting it out there because I'll, I'll ask. Yeah, I, I tell you, Hollywood, you and I would be busting off some spades on 26 and Cali, all right? Oh <laughs> I, my I guarantee God. you, because I, I, uh, my old lady's actually from uh, the Homer Glen, Lockport area. Believe me, I, I know Cook County all too well. Oh, Southsider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done, uh, you know, some stays at 26 and Cal, but we'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> But, but anyways, okay, so back, back to back, uh, it's just, it's, I, I can't, I, can, I guess I can't put my head around it. Now, I know a lot of people, are, this is, is going to be a touchy thing. Now, I come from a background where people are going to tell me they're going to help me, and they never do. Now, as this patch member, when he gets that phone call, or she gets that phone call, this kid's getting beat up or something bad's going to happen, are they going to get in between an individual and that child and protect them? Mm-hmm. That's, that's my biggest concern. I don't care about the rest of the politics and all the other crap around it. Are they going to step in? Are they going to risk the patch? Are they going to risk their perfect record? Mm-hmm. Are they going to risk their the answer is, that kid? Yeah. Yes, because if the answer is no, I, I'll be honest. I don't want you watching my kid. I'd rather hire, hire the, you know, the 81s, the AOA, the, you know, the Bagos, or, you know, any of those other clubs. I, I'll hire a diamond. Mm. To come and watch my kid. If that's your, if, I know for a fact those guys are not going to put up with that. Crap. Well, one percenters, they will never let that happen to that kid. Uh, you know, the media cops can say what you will about one percenters, but they never, ever would let somebody you mess with a kid. Uh, uh-uh, it gets re- it gets real at that point. And I'm, I'll be the first to say I'm not a huge fan of Leo, and I don't, I honestly don't, I don't trust him a hundred percent. Hey, we're in a good crowd. I don't like them either. I don't. I, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I don't like them. Everybody knows that. But uh, go ahead. Like, uh, like, yeah, one of your videos, you said something. Was it like eighty thousand plus? 
80,000 in Cali alone. That's pretty bad that have records. And it's funny. You know, and what's even funnier is uh, today Horowitz, he's the inspector general for the United States, came out and said, yep, high level FBI was in cahoots trying to, you know, uh, giving the media information, doing a lot of illegal stuff, and here we got the FBI going after uh, the Mongols, finding them, you know, a half a million dollars in court, and now they're on probation for five years, each and every one of them. But hey, if an ex-FBI official does it, it's our right in this country. So that means if they do something like that, can we go after the ATF? Can we go after the state patrol? Can we go after you know the sheriffs? Can we go after you know the city municipalities? Can we sue all of them? Do they want to wipe the Mongols all into one group? Exactly, and you know that's one of my biggest scenes. Now you can hate the Mongols, you don't love the Mongols, or you won't care about the Mongols. What you need to care about is your rights. And it starts just like this. I'm telling you, they go after one group. Next thing you know, they're going after the another, then another, and then another. Next thing you know, they're at your door. Oh, it, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, look what they're doing to the Second Amendment. Oh, my and God. Don't even get holy, the, the, yeah. the Second Amendment here in Illinois. You're lucky you live in Wisconsin, man. Now they want you to fingerprint to get a damn freaking weapon. Oh, yeah, now, what is that, uh, checking your social media back to, for the three years or five years before you can get a firearm, uh, the red flag laws, it's just slowly but surely chipping away a little bit at a time. But, you know, but, it, it but, but, but what's funny is, but, you know, they want you to an ID to get a weapon, but they don't. you don't need an ID to vote. <laughs> you don't need an ID to get a kid either. Right, exactly. Uh, but and I, I guarantee you, that there's a lot more responsibility with a kid than there is with a firearm. Exactly. But, you know, going back to what you're saying, it's a real good point. And, you know, I guess I addressed the issue today because I get it all the time. I've had back of chapters just, you know, hey, why don't you come? Why don't you come? But that's the reason I, you know, I can't is because I cannot take seeing a kid get hurt. And China Dow and me actually talked about this on one video. I can't even watch movies where I see a kid get hurt. That's how that's how messed up in my head I am. You know, I just can't see it. And you know, it's like okay, that, that those kids cannot defend themselves. And I just no, exactly. Uh, personally, you know, like I talked about that one video is you know what go medieval on their ass is what I believe. So I wouldn't be a good fit for oh, that. Uh, <laughs> oh, exactly. No, I, I, I agree with, you know, some of the background check and stuff like that. Okay, we don't want a pedophile in there. Exactly. Okay? To put that out there. Yes, yeah, yeah, there's limitations to what you want in there. But if you got a guy who's, you know, got a domestic from, you know, swinging some fists back behind a dumpster because they got too drunk and they can't hold their liquor, you know, you want to hold that against them, fine. That's, that's your prerogative. Mm. But me, I, I judge a person by their merit versus what they have on paper because... I mean, look at Casper. As far as I'm concerned, from the, the boots on the ground, like mm-hmm. Trump, stand-up dude. I listened to his, I listened to his uh, speech a couple times now, and I'll tell you what, he's a stand-up individual. I would stand by him. I don't care what he's got on his record. Exactly. You know, I believe in what he's saying, and he cares. You can tell he cares about the flag. He cares about America, and he wants to be part of it. He wants to be part of that fight. And who gives a damn what? what what you got on your rap sheet, because let's be honest, Leos aren't exactly the most trustworthy, honest people in the world. And I got a few friends who've, uh, who've actually gotten screwed by them. So 
You know what? It's funny because I've actually had Leo, uh, them trolls, because I get a lot of trolls from them. Uh, ask, well, you know, what do you think is acceptable, you know, as far as, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that? It's like, man, as long as you ain't a chromo, hey, it's game on, man. Or a thief or any of that kind of stuff, it's game on, you know? Other than that, you know, I'm cool, man. Hey, there's honor among thieves. We got our own type of freaking uh, way of looking at stuff, you know, as long as you're not one of them. And a rat. I hate rats. <laughs> Oh, dog, don't even get me going on them guys. Uh, you know, snitches are a dying breed. <laughs> well, exactly. You know, well, you know, unfortunately, nowadays, and I think that's another reason why I'm not in a club is because it's changed so much where, you know, people can go around and talk, do this and do that, and nothing happens. It's like, yeah, right, whatever, I'm done. <laughs> I just can't. Oh, yeah, uh, I've. I- yeah, I, I love this, the biker lifestyle. Uh, me and my old lady actually went for, it was like four or 500 mile ride for Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> and we stopped at different places, talked to different people, biker bars and so on and so forth. Ran into a ton of cool people, uh, ran into patch members, independents, gold ring riders. And 99% of them were awesome, great people. They sat around, told a little bit about their story. Great people. And it, it was neat. Uh, being an independent writer myself, just mm-hmm. getting the diversity of people and what they socially accept and stuff like that, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's a God-given right. Right. So who am I to judge? And anybody, no matter what kind of two-wheeler you're on, even though all three-wheelers, I'll let you go to Right. Yeah. You know, as long as you're in the wind, I don't really don't care anyway. And you talk about gold wings. I actually, you know what? I bone Harleys uh, mostly, but I take a gold wing across country in a heartbeat, dude. <laughs> I have to admit, I took a I took a BMW for a ride. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't know him, but I want to give a shout out to Dominic. I'm actually trying to get into the, the IDA kind of thing. I I love that long distance riding. Well, what I'll do and is I'll uh, talk to Dominic and say, "Hey, man, let me pass this number off, and uh, he'll he'll give you all the info you need on uh, long distance." And, yeah, I, I I got up to about seven hundred and fifty, and my ass got so sore I had to get off my bike and go somewhere and just stretch out for a while. And that was in like thirty hours. I mean, I'm building up to it, but. I mean, hell, if you've got any pointers and stuff like that to go off of, I'm, I'm fair game on that. I, I absolutely love just getting on my bike and just disappearing for a while. I mean, my old lady don't care for it too much, but uh, I do love it where I, I can just get on there. I don't got to worry about nothing to turn my cell phone off. No distractions, just me, my wind, and occasionally a little bit of music. You know, just, you know, <laughs> you get bored after a while. Especially if you've gone through, like, Colorado. It's like nothing. I was like, I was, I was totally with that whole dumb and dumber thing. That, that John Denver was full of shit. <laughs> there ain't nothing for like the first like fifty miles or whatever. There ain't nothing. And then all of a sudden you see the Rocky Mountains. Like, oh, this, okay, now we're here. Well, go to Illinois, man. You should see Illinois. It's all flat and stupid, if you ask me. But hey, you're actually up in Wisconsin, man. We got a ride coming up uh, the second uh, through the fourth. We're gonna be going up to uh, the Pre Sturges party. We're gonna be doing a camp out, old school stuff over at uh, Black River Falls, man. You should check that event out, man, and hook up. Oh, yeah. If I ain't got, a, if I ain't got nothing to do for work-wise, I might just make a trip up there. I, I love the old school uh, riding the bike, doing the, the camp out. 
I mean, you can't beat those. That's better than doing a rally, you know? Right. Well, you know, this rally, man, is adult-orientated, uh, so if you guys can't take nudity, you uh, might, might want to come on this ride with us. <laughs> oh, man, those, the, the judge with the, the, the Fikers and Brotherhood, I feel sorry for that, man. I mean, these guys come on, but you can't show that. That offends me. Yeah, well, shut up, soy boy. Oh man, my God! Like, the stuff off the channel, the stuff that he has to deal with in that biker group. Oh my God! I feel for him. <laughs> you know, I, I actually I don't have a I don't have a Facebook anymore. I got rid of it because uh, first off, the whole stolen valor thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on! I went to boot camp. Stolen valor. Oh, kiss my. Okay, yes. There's plenty of people out there. Actually, I saw a video the other day. A guy was wearing uh, an army uniform, but he had Air Force tapes on there. He was actually wearing ribbons on his uh, camis or PDUs, whatever you want to call them, which is a big no-no. Mm. Uh, he didn't have the proper footwear. I mean, <laughs> I mean, these guys stick out like a sore thumb. So anybody who's a veteran sees these guys, believe me, we're calling them out. You don't have to go out on Facebook or. Uh, social media, call these guys up. Believe me, we do our own policing, just like uh, just like the MTs. We do our own policing. We make sure these guys pay. Right. Don't worry about it. We don't need your input on it. Okay. <laughs> and we pick. We, we, we pick. Actually, I had a guy uh, last Veterans Day. I went to where uh, my son works. He works at a bar. He's a cook there. And there was a guy there. He was wearing an army uniform. He had staff sergeant. Chevron's on. No ribbons. No medals. No nothing. And he was wearing like like Velcro shoes. Oh, and I was, like, I was like, man, I was like, dude, this is funny as hell. I took a picture of it, sent it to a couple brothers of mine, and we laughed so hard about it. I didn't even confront the guy because, I mean, if you were that hurt or, you know, that's feeling that strong that you got to come out there and say some stuff like that or wear stuff like that just to get a free meal at a bar, man, you're sad. Man, <laughs> you're absolutely bad. sad. <laughs> well, you know, finishing up with the interview, what's some of the stuff you like to, you know, since you're uh, a follower of Insane Throttle, a subscriber over on the, the channel and stuff, what kind of stuff you think needs to be shown on the channel? What kind of ideals can you throw out there? Um, honestly, Hollywood, you're doing an awesome job. You bounce around from different subjects. Uh, for the most part, you keep politics out of it. I know you're you're an old blue dog, and I was raised conservative. And I mean that's fine. We can we could talk about that stuff all all day. It's it's nice just to get a perspective from a diverse group. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this channel. Who's right? I myself have been profiled by the police. I love hearing about that stuff. Keeps everybody informed, and and to any Leo out there who says, "Oh, it doesn't happen," bullshit. It happened to me about more than two weeks ago. If you don't like it, I could send you the, the, the sheet on it. I didn't get a ticket or nothing out of it, and it was all because I wore a club support shirt. Man, you were wearing, you were wearing the don't uh, uh, snitches are a dying breed one, right? Yep. And I got pulled over, and I was honestly told if I'm going to wear stuff like that, that I'm going to get pulled over. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not. Now, I'm not an now, now, now was that in Lamira? Uh, actually, it was up in Fond du Lac. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Lamira, man, We I hit them pretty hard uh, when they were going and profiling AOA. I actually debated the sheriff on air. He didn't like me too much after that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Dale, uh, was it Schmidt? Think it is? Yeah. Yeah, the, he's, uh, he's that an interesting character. Yeah, county guy. You know, it's, uh, oh, you know, do as I say, not what we do kind of crap with them guys. Did you? Well, you know, I, I'm a I'm a supporter of the AOA, not because of anything else, because it's our dominant in the area. Mm-hmm. And you guys need to get out and support your your local clubs, because I mean they're 
They're, they're what's keeping you on two wheels. Get on Abate, sign up for them, like 27 bucks a year. You know, it's not that hard. I mean, that's all you really got to do is mean, just sign up. Let them fight. Just give them a little financial back support and let them do their job. Well, Abate, they actually uh, help uh, get that uh, anti-profiling put in the law down in Louisiana and stuff. So it's a great organization as well as a good uh, bunch of guys to party with and ride with. So if you ain't a member of Abate, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah, actually, I signed up for them uh, beginning of this year. And uh, I'm still learning about them. I just, like I said, I, I really don't know the whole club. I didn't even know who these guys really were for the most part. I've seen the patches and stuff like that, but I'm just a, a rider. I don't really care about most of that crap. I just like going out and getting on two wheels and just enjoying my freedom, you know? Mm. <laughs> right, right. But A-Bate, uh, I, talk, I talked to a couple of the Abate guys. Uh, we have a local chapter here where I live. And uh, one guy I know, I think the president, he works at John Deere. And... I mean, he's busy as hell. I know all it is. I, I, those guys work really hard over there. Uh, the union shop kind of thing, you know, and he still has time to be the, I think he's the president. So don't get me wrong. I'm not sure 100%, but mm. uh, it, it's, it's awesome, you know. The, the, these guys are just hardworking people. They have their meetings. Uh, they do everything like they're supposed to do. They talk about biker rights, you know, uh, abolishing, like, helmet laws and, you know, forcing people to do certain things. And right. They really don't need to. Exactly. Just go to a couple local meetings. You guys have fallen in love, man. Uh, there's some great people out there. But uh, you know what? I really appreciate having you on, man. It was great uh, talking with you and stuff like that. Hopefully, we get some more listeners on the show, man. We talk about everything, man. It just don't have to be bike-related and stuff. I think it keeps the show fresh when we talk about all kinds of subjects and stuff like that. Uh, so, But it's been an awesome uh, conversation, man, an awesome show. Yeah, I tell you what, Hollywood. Yeah, you, you, you're the man. Uh, I love this whole platform. This is it's a great place for people who don't have much of a voice to be able to come out there and be a little guy and be like, "Hey, you know what? Y'all need to pay attention to this before it becomes a problem." I oh yeah, love man. Whole thing. Well, that's what I like is we got a, we got a worldwide platform through all our different media outlets and stuff that we're on. So you will get heard out there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I know, and uh, and to anybody, I'm serious. Uh, I'm going to try to be on. I think the show's going on Saturday, correct? Yeah, it'll be on uh, Saturday at eleven o'clock. Okay. First off, get on there and like his video. I don't care if you hate it, like it twice. All right, just <laughs> go out there and smash that button. I don't care. And I'll, I'll try to be on chat. I don't think I have anything going on. I'm going to be on there on uh, YouTube. Get on if you if you got a problem with me, come say it. I'm a big boy. Come on over. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about things. And, and if you think my opinion is wrong, well, you know, let me know. Just bring it on there. Let's get, let's get this debate going. I'm all for that. Oh, we love debates over on this channel, man. I love when, uh, you know, I love all the communication because, you know, the debates is what's going to help the lifestyle out. And if you're not communicating, it's just going to go to shit. You got that right. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate having you on. And, uh, Look forward to uh, seeing you out in the chat room. <laughs> Take care, Hollywood. Rock and roll, man. I'll talk to you later after the commercial break. We'll be right back. We got a, uh, let's see, exclusive, if you will. We were forwarded some information that was put out, and you're going to see just how the government acts. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hey, Motorcycle Madhouse listeners. Want to share your opinions? Give me feedback or tell me what you're thinking? 
Send me a voice message! Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of Motorcycle Madhouse. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this show. Here are some of the things I love to hear from you. Questions you might have for me. What you thought of the latest episode. What you think a subject you would like to hear in the future would be. Do your best impressions of me. I'll see all your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes this super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes. I can't wait to hear from ya! Motorcycle Madhouse every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturdays 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and all major streaming platforms. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And welcome back from the commercial break. That was an awesome interview with BB. Now we're going to be taking a little ride here. We received information on something that was forwarded to us, and it looks like it is a SIR report. Now this is an internal report by the FBI and it was forwarded to us again by a source on the situation happening down in Texas right now. Uh, for those who can't uh, see it, uh, it is a Situation Information Report, Federal Bureau of Investigations, Potential Activity Alert to San Antonio Division, and it was approved for release May 10th, uh, 2009, or 2019, and it says, smash on site order issued by the Banditos Outlaw Motorcycle Gang and support clubs against clubs aligned with the Mongols Outlaw Motorcycle Gang in Texas as of May 10th, 2019. And their source, a UI, a collaborative source. It's a, it's a rat with inside is basically what it is. It goes on to say, as of May 2019, the Banditos Outlaw Motorcycle Gang has issued a smash on site SOS order to Bandito members and Bandito Support Club members against members of the Beast, Eastsiders, and Homietos Motorcycle Clubs, MCs, FBI comment. A SOS was referenced to committing an act of violence against the individual. The SOS includes instructions to take the victim's cut or the vest. The SOS was issued because these three MCs were aligned with the Mongols OMG. These MCs are predominantly found in the Houston, Texas area. Members of the Banditos also relax some of their prospect requirements in order to fast track members into the gang. For example, either Banditos OMG support clubs were having been uh, prospected into the organization instead of individual members. The report has been prepared by the San Antonio Division of the FBI. Comments and queries may be addressed to the San Antonio Division and it gives a phone number. 
Let's see here. Uh, then it's law enforcement sensitive. The information marked is this document is the property of the Federal Bureau of Investigation and may be distributed within uh, the federal government, U.S. intelligence, law enforcement, public safety, or protection officials and individuals with a need to know. So this is being held uh, it's being handed out to everybody in law enforcement right now, and you can see how they are stoking the tensions down in Texas. Holy cow. Uh, unreal. But uh, I'd like to uh, thank whoever sent this in to us. This was, again, by anonymous email, and it was an email masked. Uh, that this came in, but this is very interesting on uh, what they're doing down there. Basically, what they're saying is uh, who's affiliated with who, what's going on. Uh, wow, talking about stoking the fires, but uh, looks like an informant is the one who's given the FBI this information again. Wow. Also, we have two that have been arrested. In that uh, incident on video, it looks like, uh, let's see here, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I don't have the names down there, but this is one of them. And then, this is the other that's been arrested. One sentenced to TDC time, third degree felony, uh, unlawful possession of a firearm, Engaging in organ or, or organized criminal activity. Bail of $50,000. Let's see what this guy got. Uh, let's see here. Engaging in or it's uh, yeah, They're getting everybody in or uh, engaging in organizing criminal activity. Yeah, start, stuff is starting to pop down in Texas off of that incident, just like I said it would. And that's just two of the people so far that it is hidden. Holy cow. So now you got an FBI uh, wire to all the law enforcement down there. It is getting sticky down in Texas, it looks like. And, uh, whew, my gosh, here we go. Here we go. They're stoking the fires down there. So just for uh, FYI, that is being sent out there, guys. And it, nothing can uh, come good of something like that. But uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, some news of the day, how you guys uh, like the biker news. And also we got coming up, we got a run and a party coming. You guys are going to love this one. We'll be right back. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machapari, and if you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts, and you'll probably like music, too. On Spotify, you can listen to all that in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including... The Motorcycle Madhouse, the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Download episodes to listen offline whenever you want and wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social media platforms like Instagram. And just search for Motorcycle Madhouse on the Spotify app. Or browse podcasts in the 
your library tab and follow me so you'll never miss an episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming platform and now it can be your go-to podcast too. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Well, we're going to be testing the First Amendment, aren't we, with that one, uh, getting that report sent to us. Uh, Again, that was anonymous email, and it was pretty striking about how they are stoking the fires down in Texas. I seen a question uh, in the chat room, uh, somebody asking if uh, San Antonio was the jurisdiction they got the banditos on, and yes, it was UNH 2001, that was the same jurisdiction, Uh, but it is getting heavy down in Texas, so... Hopefully the clubs chill out a little bit, man, because I guess you guys got some informants up in them clubs right now. Uh, I don't know uh, what else to tell you, but uh, that came from, it looks like it came from a UI. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're giving uh, affiliations the whole nine yards, uh, the FBI is, and it looks like uh, they're stoking the fires again, man. So you guys better be careful down there. Uh, because that's what they're up to. Uh, if you got further information, whoever sent me that, send it again. Uh, again, your email's mass, so I can't freaking tell anybody who it is, and I keep my sources to myself anyway. But, uh, yeah, we're going to test the First Amendment real quick, because that was supposed to be uh, a law enforcement-only memo. But you know us over on Motorcycle Madhouse. We got to do what we got to do to get the word out to uh the biker community and the club community. Uh, Also, I want to make an announcement about Bikers and Brotherhoods. Now, that is a group that we sponsor and judges in charge of that. Uh, Brian with the admins. Guys, stop posting Insane Throttle stuff over there. You know, I know we appreciate when you share our videos or share our news stuff, but that's an independent group. We don't want all the club bashing. We don't want everybody, you know, showing their balls or their schlong, how big it is. Uh, We want to keep it independent related, man. And we don't want the arguments of who likes what club and blah, blah, blah. So keep insane throttle stuff off of that. I've already asked Judge to make a posting about it because, you know, I get it. Clubs is a big thing within the biker community, but so is the independent. And tomorrow, I actually got a video coming up. I did a moto vlog, you know, take a ride with us, but I talk about the independent biker, talk about a couple questions, and, you know, so yeah, keep the stuff off of uh, Bikers and Brotherhoods and keep it uh, independent-related, especially our stuff at Insane Throttle because we talk about clubs a lot, and, you know, it just comes no good with the fighting back and forth. The group is growing real good. Judge is kicking butt over there. Brian's kicking butt. So uh, stop making their uh, lives so hard over there by posting all our stuff on that group. You can post it anywhere else, but don't put it on Bikers and Brotherhoods because we want to have a true independent scene uh, over there. Now, good thing coming up. Uh-oh. 
We got a pre-Sturgis uh, ride and party. Now, this is at the home of the Black River Falls Rumble. It is one of the top 10 places in the United States, and it's crazy, let me tell you. what we're gonna, I'm going to be broadcasting from there, too, but we're going to be meeting up, uh, I believe, in Beloit, Wisconsin at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're going to ride up to the campgrounds. Uh, the price is $69. That includes all your camping, admission to the, the campground, the rally to whole nine yards. We're also going to be, uh, they got cabins there too. Uh, you're going to want to go over to their site, check it out. I put a link uh, for the event in the description box. So you can go over there, go see what we're doing. You'll see some of the scenery that's happening. And uh yeah, it's going to be a damn good time. If you are a... F now, I got to put this disclaimer out. If you're offended by adult-related activities... Now, this is an old-school rally we're talking about here. We're talking 70s, 80s, man. We're talking about, yeah, there ain't no cops in this campground. It's a, it's a walled-in type of site. There's a beach there, the whole nine yards. Yeah, this is pure adult. So... If you're easily offended by this kind of stuff, don't go. <laughs> That's what I can tell you, because it's some hardcore partying at this thing. So, again, go check out uh, the event page. Uh, I think you guys uh, really enjoy the ride. Again, we're going to have, and they even got the Ho-Chunk Casino over there, which is a really cool thing. Uh, so it's right down there. If you want to stay in a motel, there's motels like five, six miles. So I think you're really going to have a good freaking time if you guys want to come up and all that good stuff. Uh, let's see here. Taking a couple questions. And that's another thing. Questions on Monday, seven o'clock. Cause there's been a lot of people asking me while well, these creators are doing question and answer sessions. Okay. Sundays or not Sundays, Mondays at uh, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, we will do some question and answer stuff. You have to be in the YouTube chat room. I will take the questions from there. And uh, hopefully we get some good stuff. We get uh, uh, good debates going. And it would be, uh, I think it would be a good time here. Uh Josh, Hollywood, let me know what route you're going to be taking. Uh, we're going to be going up 90 all the way into Black River Falls. And uh, it's at Camp NCN. And, uh, yeah, hopefully see a lot of you guys out there. Again, this is a rally that y y most modern bikers are not used to. Uh, look up the Black River uh, Falls Rumble. Uh, they've been featured in Outlaw Biker Magazine and stuff. So, yeah, again, if you're freaking offended, you're not going to want to go to this thing, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, with that, um, tomorrow, we got that video coming up about the independent biker. I take you on a ride and all that good stuff. But with that, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to go over to uh, Spotify, iTunes Radio, or Anchor and uh, listen to us every Sunday at 9 o'clock. A new episode of Motorcycle Madhouse Radio is on. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we've really been uh, blowing up on the radio scene just like we like it. And uh, it's all thanks to you guys. We really appreciate uh, all the listener support and all that good stuff. 
So with that, I will talk to you guys later. Uh, you guys all have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday at uh, 7 o'clock in the evening for question and answers. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.